Laura Rodriguez is the head of the school's Latin American Collaboration Initiative. A publication about the school's work in Latin America was published on the 17th November. We talked to Laura about the publication and the school's work in the region. The school traditionally has had a much bigger presence in India and Africa, mostly the English-speaking African countries. Uh, we always had uh, some collaboration with other countries, but they were more spontaneous and not really organized or even... Uh, we were not even uh, that aware of where they were or who was going, doing what in Latin America. Uh, a, a few years, a couple of years ago, uh, the senior leadership team of the school uh, discussed uh, partnerships, strategic partnerships, and um, took the decision to include um, a, a couple of other priorities. So, although we continue with Africa and India, um, they decided also to include um, Singapore and now China and Latin America, especially Brazil. Um, and what kind of, what, what does the collaboration mean as such? What kind of projects are we talking about? Okay, so I think the first thing to say about the collaborations with Latin America is because Brazil and other Latin American countries are middle-income countries, they have strong academic sectors, they have strong research funding, they have strong publication records, they have their own research. So it's a much it's a very balanced uh, collaboration. Of course, there there is some degree of capacity strengthening on both sides. In, in fact, uh, but it's a much more uh, much more of a partnership of equals, and that's a very exciting uh, aspect of the collaboration of Latin America. Um, this new initiative. Uh, integrated the old existing collaborations and also have a big role in creating new collaborations. And the collaborations go across all disciplines and subjects in the school. Um, so we have projects that are about evaluating policies or looking at inequalities. We have projects that are very much looking for uh, risk factors for diseases, evaluation interventions, and uh, and we have strong collaborations in the lab, looking molecular biology of parasites, immunology. Uh, so it's, it, it, cross, it covers the whole range of fields in the school. It's amazing. It's a lot of work. How many countries are we talking about? Brazil is, of course, the largest country in Latin America. And we have collaborations in many, many states in Brazil. We also have collaborations in um, Argentina, Chile, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia... Uh, Nicaragua and Guatemala. We also have collaborations in Mexico. It's very impressive in that it has a very large geographical spread, very large the range of disciplines and, and diseases and subjects. So it's a very rich, like the London School itself. It, it uh, I think, replicates the diversity of projects at the London School, which, of course, means uh, more possibilities for uh, uh, multidisciplinary research. And how much exchange work is actually happening? So the school is obviously very present in these South American countries, but you talked a lot about it being, it's a collaboration rather than a one-sided relationship, isn't it? So how does that work? Yeah, I think, um, for example, comparing with our African collaboration, which are very important, I think, we have an interesting role 
in Africa. I'm not in any way criticizing that. But I think what's uh, specific of Latin America is that we don't have projects there. So it's not there are staff of the school that goes there and then do research there in collaboration with Africans, but it's in a sense, it's our presence there. This is much more um, exchange. And I think there are a very large number of Brazilians and, and, and other Latin American countries staff coming to the school. I think in particular interest is the program Science Without Borders in Brazil, who... Um, very re- in the last three years, the president of the country is a, is a presidential initiative. Decided to make the science in Brazil more international. They realized the globalization; science cannot be done in isolation. So they started this program, where they plan to send a hundred thousand scientists, undergraduates, postgraduates, in all countries in the world, international program and uh, that's extraordinary so hundred thousand hundred thousand many are undergraduate students doing a, a exchange for a year and then many are PhD students and then there's um, on both directions postdoc fellowships so international staff going to Brazil and Brazilian staff coming here for one to two years and then they have more senior exchange and right now at the school I think we have maybe five or six professors from Brazil staying with us, doing research here or writing grants. And they also have an interesting um, fellowship called um, Special Visiting Professor, uh, where they f- it's a package for a professor from here to stay there from one to three months a year for three years. And it, the package comes with a PhD student and a research fellow. And we have four of these at the school. And, and just to see the areas, there's me on infectious diseases, Sanjay Kingra on uh, coronary uh, heart diseases and, and nutrition, uh, Richard Stabler on genetic and molecular epidemiology, and uh, Sandy Cross on water and sanitation. So I think possible developments for the future, I think we would like to see more large research grants, more substantial programs. I think we're doing a lot of uh, many good programs, uh, but I think it's as the collaborations continue, I think we develop trust and we build capacity and we build links and I can see bigger, more substantial collaborations. Uh, I think the teaching collaboration is still very incipient. Um, Collaborations on teaching are slightly more complex because you can, you have to negotiate regulations and mutual recognition, etc. So at the moment we have students coming here, masters or PhD or short courses, and we have students going there mostly to do their projects for the PhD. But I think there are endless uh, possibilities of joint courses, maybe joint degrees. And uh, I think we did mostly a robust uh, beginning, and I think the future will be more creative, but I think there's uh, lots of possibilities. And just looking through this publication here, you can see immediately how diverse the projects are. We go from biodiversity to disability to women's health to water and sanitation. It's extraordinary. I mean, it really does cover everything, doesn't it? Yeah. So what yeah. next? I think a lot of our collaborations in the past were in countries that speak English. And I think that uh, maybe that was necessary in the past, but as the way the world becomes much more global, the language of science is English. And I think 
the fact that those collaborations are not in English-speaking countries has not been a barrier. So I think we should reverse our perspective and not be hesitant in have collaborations with Latin America because the fact that the, the languages are in a very large degree no longer a barrier. I think we can... It's becoming open. irrelevant. Irrelevant, yes. Yeah. My view is that English is the language because it's the language of science. I don't think it's a, you know, a country over another country. And and sometime, and I talk about this uh, when I give my courses on how to write scientific papers, for example, in Brazil. And uh, a student once said, oh, well, so if China continues their scientific production, will we all be writing papers in Chinese in the next 10 years? And I say yes. And I totally believe that, you know, there's nothing to say that in 20 years we'll not be writing in Spanish 